Blog Talk Radio. Episode of Tarot Today Radio for the past 11 years. We've been bringing you the world of tarot. This is the official broadcast of the Tarot Guild. Now in our 18th year, the international organization for tarot lovers, students, and professional readers since 2004, with the world's only full-feature tarot social media networking platform, thetarotguild.com. I'm your host, Dax Carlisle, coming to you live from Tucson, Arizona, and joining me, as always, my fabulous co-host, Mary Brown. Mary is the vice president of the Tarot Guild. She's director of communications, a professional tarot reader, and crystal Reiki master. And here she is live from Amarillo, Texas, Mary Brown. Hey, Mary. Hey, Dax. Hey, everybody. Happy Psychic, Psychic Saturday. It is cold where I am today. I don't know about the rest of you, mm. but unlike freezing <laughs> it's so chilly oh wow yeah it's not that bad here um let's see, check the temperature here it's in the 70s uh the sun's out perfectly blue sky it's it's warm in the sun but i'm sitting on the patio outside and on the patio you know there's this slight breeze that i have my hoodie on it's kind of chilly on the patio but you know everybody else is running around in shorts and short sleeve shirts <laughs> That's Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're only literally only eight feet away, walking by down the street, and, and <laughs> I'm up here freezing on the patio. It makes oh my gosh, ooh. So how was your Thanksgiving, Mary? It was delicious. It was so delicious. Mm-hmm. We had ourselves a Cajun fried turkey. Mm, mm, mm. Cajun fried. Look at that. Yeah, Dad Cajun. made a, 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 a turkey, and you know all the traditional fixings and stuff. We had a we had a great time. We had a great time. Oh, and, and Black Friday is just crazy this year. I mean, the sales. Oh my God, I I kind of went a little bit nuts, Mary. Uh, Christmas Uh-oh. came early. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's yeah, well, great you if know, you can uh, get it out of the way early. 
Oh well, I couldn't. I couldn't resist, and and you know, I mean, all these big packages. I didn't. I didn't want to, you know, try to stuff them away somewhere till December twenty fourth, and then wrap them up or something. And they're too big anyway, you know. And uh, basically, uh, so my my parents, uh, their their TV was like twelve years old. I got them a brand new four K you know, television. My dad's computer was old. My mom's laptop, I, I replaced uh, their their computers and everything. My computer, I literally, you know, that I do the shows on and I do all the work for the Tarot Guild and everything. Literally, um, this is like five years old and, and I, I have black duct tape and clips holding the the computer together. I mean, it, it is pathetic, you know. So I have a new laptop on the way as well, which is uh, also a a creators. Uh, mm. uh, it's desi- it's designed for creators. It's got a a, a big seventeen inch um, ultra high you know uh, screen, so that you know I can work on creating things because I want to get into you know doing art and uh, hopefully doing some. Uh, tarot decks and everything, which dovetails nicely into today's show because we have an artist and deck creator on the show today. This is going to be so much fun. Oh, before we get to our guest, though, Mary, I wanted to mention that we are a live call-in show. And, uh, you know, uh, before Luna made her first uh, tarot deck, I don't think she – I don't know. We have to ask her. I don't know if she actually did tarot. Uh, so, you know, you can call in. You can ask for a mini reading. Mary and I can pull some cards for you. But if you have questions about art, designing decks, um, Kickstarter campaigns for decks, publishing, uh, you know, all that kind of thing. I mean, you know, it's a real resource when we ha- and we've been having a lot of great uh, deck creators on. Uh, the last month and a half or so. And so, you know, this is a great resource for all of you, you know, uh, budding deck creators out there you know, to to find out all of this great information on this, you know. But you can give us a call at 714-816-4628. You can also join us in the chat room. Go over to chat.psychictalk.net. That's chat.psychictalk.net. That'll take you right to the current show page. Scroll down below the player. You'll find the chat room, and you can jump in there. You can ask your questions in there, comment on the show. You can ask for a mini reading in there as well. But, of course, we'd rather chat with you live on the telephone. So give us a ring, 714-816-4628. As soon as you get through, press 1 on your dial pad so we know you want to be live on air with us. Mary, did you get a card of the day? Yes, I did. I drew a card of the day from the Messages from Heaven Communication Cards by Jackie Newcomb. Okay. And, mm. you know, it's really it's really a simple message. You know, trust, love, and appreciate yourself. Show respect for you. And, you know, mm. it's funny. I was... I was looking at the message and I was thinking like, well, you know, it, it's like we talk a lot about self-love and sometimes I think it it can it can look sometimes like we're very self-absorbed or self-involved and stuff. But what what happens with this deck, you know, it it, it is a deck designed to communicate with those who have passed over and you know, I 
I just got to take a second. I mean, last night, you know, yesterday we we lost a giant. We lost a titan. We lost Stephen Sondheim. And, you know, wow. You know, Broadway, you know, you know, musicals, every, things we grew up with. I mean, you know, and this is, you know, it's a, it's an amazing thing, but it's also, you know, life that should be celebrated. And I think a lot of times uh, when we're grieving someone or we've lost someone or we, and there's been a lot of that going on lately, um, you know, there's always a lot of it going on, but, but sometimes we're not taking care of ourselves in the process. You know, and so I thought this was like kind of the perfect message for anyone who's grieving or lost somebody, you know, that you need to know that your loved ones, love never dies. It's an energy, okay? And energy doesn't go away. It morphs, it changes, but they are really wanting you to take care of you. And and not get caught into a, a thing where right. you know, you're not eating, you're not sleeping, all of that. So just keep that in mind that the one of the best ways we can honor those um, who we have lost is by really, you know, taking care of ourselves because that's what they would want for us. So that's the card of the day, and you can find that on the Psychic Talk Radio Facebook mm. group. If you if you haven't joined the group, we have a page in the group. Like the page, join the group, and join the conversation. You know, I've been busy for like a week and a half. I haven't even um, checked the Tarot Guild one, but I'm going to do that right now. We also have a Tarot Guild group and page, of course, on Facebook here, and uh, I'm really curious how many members we are up to. I'm just going to check this out real quick. But my card of the day dovetails nicely into what you were talking about there. 6,943. We're almost at, at uh, 7,000 members on the Tarot Guild one. I just want to throw that out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, you were talking about, you know, self-absorption and some of these things, you know, but what you what you don't realize is it's not a bad thing. And And what you were just Everything we're just talking about dovetails nicely because I got the Six of Wands, a card of admiration, and it's about being a role model too, you know. And that's the thing that we forget is that uh, uh, we, we, you know, people may or or you may feel like you know you're being too self-absorbed or something like that, but r- really, what you're doing and accomplishing is inspiring so many more people, right? Mhm. Yeah. That's something to think about. That's that's how mm-hmm. you know when we succeed, you know, we you know, we can be an example for others and give them that that sense that, you know, hey, if if he can do it, if she can do it, I I could do it too. Absolutely. You know, I think uh it's also the success card, you know. So, uh you, you might be getting some success today, folks, you know, uh, but um, uh, what what you just said, Mary, um, I'm sorry, I was doing two things at once, so my mind got Again, you know, what, wait, what did you say? It was about, um, 
when you know when gosh. we we succeed you know we can we can get be that kind of example where people can look at that and say oh okay if they can do it i i could do it too right right that that's what i meant uh because it dovetails so nicely into our guest which we can bring on right now because L- luna is having great success with with her very first you know deck and it's an inspiration to the rest of us that hey maybe we can do this too why don't we bring on luna let's do it we're going to bring on luna charlotte the octopus tarot folks here she is hello joining us hi luna (laughs) joining us from from that that far that far away foreign place kenyatta up north there. Kenyatta, Canada. <laughs> we call it Canada. How are you doing, so Luna? We're close. Canada. <laughs> Canada. I love that. That's great. That's the first time I heard that one, though. Well, it's it's just you know, if you're from Australia, you're Australian. America, American. We can't, why are we Canada and Canadians? So mm. I just like to call it Canada. <laughs> I like that. I really do. Let's start a campaign. <laughs> yeah. We have we have a little town that's that's close to Amarillo here called Canadian and it's off of the Canadian River. So every time I go there I, I literally think we're going to Canada Canada. I can't say it at all. <laughs> it's like there should be more pronunciations, kind of like there is for octopuses. Tell us about the you know, we look at your deck, right? And it's like, I was looking at it, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of octopuses in this, octopi in this. What? what, what? You're the expert. Ex- lay it out for us. How do we say this? <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. Every time I go to talk, to talk about octopuses, it's the number one argument like people <laughs> like to try and get into with me. Um, <laughs> but pretty much... Um, so we originally kind of thought that octopus was a Latin root word, like most of English is. And so um, that would have pluralized to octopi. Um, but it's actually got Greek roots. Um, octo means eight and pus is feet. And therefore, the technical way that it would be pluralized in Greek is octopodes. Um, but um, it, octopuses also works when it comes to Greek roots and more modern English. So, yeah, so all three are technically correct in their own way, shape, and form. Um, and it's just uh, it's just a funny, funny thing that language did right there when it comes to pluralizing that one. It just makes them seem even more special, you know? <laughs> they got, and, and what, 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 how, how did this octopus thing start? For you, like why octopus? Why octopus? That's always such a fun question. Um, so it actually—I've uh, always really liked them, but I never—I didn't really develop this fascination for them until a few years back, um, right about when I started this, uh, creating this tarot deck, actually. Um, and what happened was I had—I was uh, going down to Seattle, and staying with an artist that I had met painting at a festival. Um, 
And I had this stuffed octopus that I would take with me on trips and it would sit in my passenger seat. And when he got into my car, he just started losing his shit. And I was like, what's going on? What's wrong? Am I going the wrong way? He was taking me somewhere to park. And he was like, no, no, nothing. I'll show you when we get back to my place. And I was like, okay, okay, fine. And we get to his house and he had the exact same stuffed octopus, just a smaller version of it. Um, that had wow. just like showed up on his doorstep one day or something like because of that and us both being artists we decided to start collaborating on a pe- uh, on a painting with a bunch of octopuses and as we're painting all these octopuses what else do you do but listen to podcasts about octopuses so that you know more about the animal you're painting um and i just we just both began to become very fascinated with them uh, to the point where, like, we would go sketch in the mornings, and I was just sketching octopuses every morning. Um, and the more you know about them, the weirder they get. And so it just became this never-ending rabbit hole um, that turned into such, like, a deep-level fascination. And it's actually the reason I started scuba diving was to go see octopuses. Um, and once you've seen them in real life and interacted with them, there's, like, no going back. It's uh, they're, they're pretty much... Um, they're, they're just so fascinating. There's so many facets to to them. And we know so little about them, yet what we do know is so weird um, and just defies everything that we know about mm. the animal kingdom. Um, Some so people yeah, think they're that, aliens how, from another planet. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that theory. And actually, the reason behind that theory, right, is because they're so different and so unique. Um, but the actual... Um, scientific reason behind that is that about so our last common ancestor with octopuses is something like three million years ago and it was this squiggly worm in the bottom of the ocean that one of these worms went on and evolved to become um, everything that we think has intelligence today so you know um, all of mammals came from that all of birds came from that um, just yeah, any, anything with intelligence came from that worm. And then the other way in which it branched off was it turned into mollusks and into um, insects and things like that, and cephalopods. So evolution created intelligence twice. And mm. it's a, for, so, octopus, so the cephalopod wow. intelligence and octopus evolved entirely separately from all other like intelligent life form on the planet which is why they're so unique and so different. Wow. <laughs> we're stunned. <laughs> we're like, whoa. Who knew we were going to get this education today? You're talking I about know, a, car, a car deck. I learned something. <laughs> so, how did, so how did you make the connection with tarot? Cards were always something I kind of dabbled in and just like enjoyed having them. So I had a deck I would travel with. But I actually knew very little about tarot. It was very intuitive, and I just like to draw the cards and look at the pictures and just feel it out from there. Um, and this tarot deck actually started because um, I'd been sketching all these octopuses every morning, and my friend was looking through these drawings, and he's like, Luna, this is a tarot deck. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, this is the Ace of Pentacles, this is the Six of Wands, this is the Two of Cups. And I was wow. like, oh, well, what do you know? So when you've accidentally drawn, like, six tarot cards, that's definitely the universe telling you you're meant to create a tarot deck. Um, so I, like, I accidentally <laughs> drawn wands into them and pentacles, and 
you know, without even thinking about it. Um, so after that, I was just like, well, I guess I'm supposed to make a tarot deck, you know, like always list, always follow your art is what I say. So, yeah. you know, if that's what it told me to do, that's what it told me to do. And uh, here we are um, three years later and that project has been completed and successfully funded on Kickstarter and it has been a total, an absolute journey. Um, the cards were all right. drawn very intuitively. Um, I would just like sketch mm. it and not because that's how I related with tarot um, was on a very intuitive level. So I would just like sketch them, not really. Sometimes I had an intention for what card it was going to be. And sometimes I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and ev- everything about the way each card unfolded when I would actually go and look it up after creating the card, not only was how I tied into the meaning of the card, but so was everything going on in my life at that time. And the image is always perfectly aligned. Um, it was Ooh, just scary. Very, very divinely aligned. Yeah. That's a wow. <laughs> oh, and before I forget, I did want to mention, you know, for, for those people that are deck creators out there or wanting to be a deck creator, <laughs> everything, you know, uh, I think, uh, it's the, you know the, one of the first times I ever heard of you, you know someone doing a Kickstarter campaign and funding the campaign in the first ten hours. I mean, it, it yeah. was just unbelievable. Yeah, um, I'm so sorry. I kind of missed that because my dog just started freaking out because my sister opened the door downstairs. <laughs> I understand that. I've got two sleeping dogs right now that I'm looking at and hoping Mm -hmm. they sleep through the whole thing. (laughs) But Jack was talking about he was talking about the the Kickstarter and like how it's the first time he's seen anybody get fully funded that quickly. Like did what like wow were did you have any clue that it would take off like that? Um. I did and I didn't because I just intuitively known I had been meant to be creating this deck. And I mm. think it had a lot to do with, um, I had zero attachment to the outcome. I was like, if it doesn't get funded, it doesn't get funded. You know, um, I'm going to do my absolute best and I will have done what I can. And, um, and you know, if it gets funded, then great, it gets funded. Um, I did have a following that had been following the project for about three years. So I think that helped a little bit. Um, I also had a post blow up on TikTok just a bit before I launched it. Um, so, you know, like I, I knew people were excited about the deck. I wasn't quite expecting what actually happened, though. Um, I remember sitting at my computer, clicking launch on it and being like, OK, I'm going to bed. You know, it's midnight. I just clicked launch. And I had just clicked launch and already the numbers were rolling. And I was like, wait, am I hallucinating right now? You know, and I had been <laughs> up for maybe like 20 to like 20 or 30 minutes. And I already had like, I think over $2,000 on there. And I was like, oh my God, like what is happening? Um, you know, just uh, not understanding where this all came from. And I just like went to bed thinking I hallucinated it. And I woke up and the project had been fully funded. Um, so it was uphill from there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a ride and it was a journey and there, oh, yeah. um, I did I had a similar experience. a week and a half, um, mm-hmm. get some marketers on team. But when I was talking to them before they jumped on to actually advertise the deck a little bit, they, they were like, okay, so like, what have you done for marketing? And I was like, 
nothing. I posted on social media about it, but that's about it. And they were like, you haven't done any mm-hmm. paid advertising for this and you're already at like $60,000. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? We've never seen this before. So it was obviously just meant to be. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a very exciting um Well, let me tell you my experience. Let me tell you my experience because I remember when you launched the Kickstarter campaign, it was on National Octopus Day. Who knew, right, that there was a National Octopus Day? Well, was that the 8th of October or? 8th of October. You know, what better day? Octopus October and and 8th for tentacles? I don't know. Well, and I I started promoting it. I mean, I put it on Tarot Guild, uh, our website, thetarotguild.com, and, uh, you know, uh, through Psychic Talk and um, sent it out, you know, through all our social media. We have, like Twitter alone, we have uh, 10,000 following our one Twitter account and 6,000, 7,000 following our other Twitter account. And then uh, I put it on Instagram and LinkedIn that we have a lot of followers on. And I also promoted it. Uh, you know, I did a whole article and everything on the Tarot Guild website, and I put that article out to about 35 Facebook groups with um, some of them uh, between Forty and a hundred thousand people on each one of those groups. So you didn't know it, but there was all of this advertising also going on in the background for you. But because um, you had joined the tarot, because you had joined the tarot, right? Yeah, you had joined the tarot guild. Uh, uh, you know, w- way before uh, you uh, launched the Kickstarter. And I and the same thing happened to me. I went to sleep and I woke up and I went. And refreshed it to see where it was at. And I think at that point it was, uh, uh, you know, I woke up the next day and it was like 25000 at that point or something. I don't know. But it was just phenomenal. I was like, whoa. I mean, you know, I, I've seen a lot of deck um, uh projects on Kickstarter and Indiegogo and so forth and you know and they reach high numbers they reach in the 50,000s and they and you know some of them uh higher than that 75,000 90,000 uh but this one but not that quickly this this was just scary quick so that that was my experience with it yeah. Mary Yeah instant fame you know, <laughs> is what I thought when I, you know, and, and also, um, you know, I, I kind of wonder because, you know, a lot of um, people out there that are, you know, interested in creating their own tarot deck and stuff, you know, they kind of kick around the idea of Kickstarter and it's like, well, I don't know, because we also have, you know, stories of people that, you know, try it on Kickstarter and just never really, you know, get there. Um is other than the fact that you were meant to do this, obviously, and octopus, I would argue, is some sort of spirit animal for you in some way, whether it's just for this time in your life, particularly right now. But I mean, when a when an animal 
you know, we connect with intuitively and then we start to study it more and it leads us on a journey where now we're scuba diving and <laughs> all of this stuff, man. You know, there's a, that's extra, okay? That's a little extra. That's That's something, whatever you want to call it, but I would call it spiritual going on, okay? Um, you know, what is it that you think you would have as a as a, like a little tidbit of advice for other people out there that want that want to do a deck and are looking at Kickstarter? Like, should they just dive in, um, or is there something you feel like you wish you had thought of or known? You know, did you learn anything there through the process? So old. Oh my gosh, I learned so much. Um, I'm actually going to, at some point, um, launch a um, colored version of the deck. And Mm. um, when I do that, I'm actually going to document the entire process so I can build a course about it for other tarot creators. Um, Brilliant. Because I've just had so many people reach out and ask about it. Um, but I would say, so like the first thing I started doing when I decided, started building my campaign was I actually started looking up tarot decks on Kickstarter and looking at the ones that had been fully funded and the, especially the ones that did exceptionally well. And I just looked at the structure of how their campaign was built, you know, took the pieces I liked from one and took the pieces I liked from another Mm. and really built my campaign based on what other successful campaigns were doing. Um, but there's a lot of things I didn't really know about or consider much before of beforehand. Um, it a lot more to do with the because I also did a playing card version of it. So a lot more with the playing cards than with the tarot. The tarot went pretty smoothly, um, but I had quite a few things that came up when doing the playing cards because I didn't realize that playing card collectors were so specific about the manufacturers they wanted to print their cards and that kind of thing. Um, mm. So it just so it, it turned into a bit of a situation to navigate um, to, you know, accommodate those things that the collectors were requesting and wanting to do it right. Um, and simultaneously, just like um, like on the actual wow. playing cards between all the manufacturing and the shipping, I'm actually not making anything. Um, I'm it's uh, so it, I'm, I'm breaking even, but I'm not making anything on the playing mm. cards, but I'm glad I did it because it has been such an epic learning experience. Um, oh, there's I got to ask you a, a couple things, things that people, about that. Yeah. Uh, one one thing uh, yeah. is is you know the the obvious why playing cards in addition to a tarot deck, but the the other thing is that okay the Kickstarter we just did a lot about that you know incredibly successful all that stuff like but then you have to actually print produce the cards and deliver them you know and so i'd like you to uh talk about those two things uh why playing why you added playing cards uh, in addition and also the the whole thing now the aftermath like um how do you get them printed and uh do you have suggestions or uh um little tips around that and and getting the getting them out to the uh, uh, what's the word they use on Kickstarter, the, uh, the support for the supporters, the, uh, the uh, I don't want to say donators. The There's a name for it. The, the backers. Yeah. Backers. Yeah. Yeah. Fill us in on that too. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so why playing cards is 
the, the playing cards was a last minute thing. I tell you, um, my, I was uh, on the phone with my friend who was actually the one who pretty much I embarked on this octopus journey with, um, who was there to start. Cause I was getting excited about the campaign and he had helped a few other artists launch Kickstarter campaigns before. So I was calling him for a bit of advice. And he was just like, oh, um, I have a friend who launched a playing card deck recently on Kickstarter. You should check it out. The guys made like, was it, I, I don't know what it was in U.S. dollars, but it was over 2 million Canadian. And so I'm looking up at his, I'm looking at his campaign and I'm like, oh my gosh, playing cards do really well. And he's like, yeah. He's like, did you know that tarot translates perfectly into playing cards as well? You just take out the major arcana. And I was like, indeed it does and he was and just like pretty much he talked me into doing a playing card deck I was like man my campaign launches in like four days and I'm supposed to like get all the files ready for this and get everything together and he was like well can you really like turn down like this epic idea and I was like no like you just made so much more for me so I pretty much grinded away trying to like translate as many files as I could and like get as much info together for the playing cards as possible. But the playing cards were really figured out through the campaign as it was happening. Um, which uh, it's a whole That's other amazing. Market, right? It's a whole other people. And I was getting a lot of people before I had even launched the deck or anything over the years that were like, Oh my gosh, I love the art. I wish I did tarot. You know, I wish I was into it because I love the artwork. So I wanted, it to, I wanted to create another way of making it accessible for people that really loved the art, but just like tarot wasn't really their thing, you know? Um, yeah. So that's the playing cards. That's kind of how that happened. Um, and then the um, your other question was... Printing um, and aftermath. You know, how do you get it all out? I spent actually about three months forcing manufacturers. I just like try talked to, to so many different manufacturers trying to figure out who I wanted to print with. At the end of the day, I would um, I actually started pulling tarot cards for the manufacturers, mm-hmm. seeing, who, seeing what the tarot cards had to say about them. And the ones I went with um, was um, I kept getting the Page of Pentacles on them, and I was like, that's a great business foundation card for that, you know, and like. That means it's going to be a relationship that's going to develop over time as well. Um, and the fact that every single time that I would draw cards for the different manufacturers I had laid out, and all of them would be different except for that one. I drew the same card for that manufacturer every single time. I was like, that is clearly the way I'm supposed to go. Um, and the they have been amazing. They reply very well. Like, that's that's a big thing as well. Like, not all the manufacturers are very good at responding necessarily. Um and they were very on it. Um, they've actually, um, there's things that they wouldn't usually do at their factory that they have decided to actually build the necessary equipment that they need in order to be able to create everything that I want. Um, so they've been very, they've worked alongside me very well. And um, I can tell like, th- yeah, they're fantastic, you know, um, just all around. Um, but it was, you know, you, I think I think there isn't one perfect manufacturer for everybody. I think you would have to force who you feel is going to work with you. You know, because um, it comes it comes down a lot to your actual relationship to the manufacturers and how they're communicating with you and all of that, and then them actually delivering the product that they promise. So I had them uh, print 
um, a sample, a, a couple of samples so that I had them to show for the campaign. Um, I just know products sell better if you actually have a physical item to show instead of just a digital mock-up. Um, it just Good makes point. it more real for people. So um, I sucked up the money and uh, managed to order some um, some samples, which I will just let other creators know that if you're going to get samples made up, you are looking at pretty much a minimum of a thousand dollar investment for a single tarot deck to have a sample. Mm. Um, so wow, it's not it's not a cheap thing to make samples, but I knew that the difference when I would show it off to the world and by trusting that this was the right thing to do, that those thousand dollars would make themselves up really quickly just based off the fact that people could see the actual product. So it seems like a big initial investment, but it also makes such a big difference in um, how your sales are going to look afterwards. Um, so you just have to see it that way. Mm. Um, and if you truly believe you have a good product, you know, and that people are going to love it, it shouldn't, it should be fine. Like you, you should have every reason in the world to create a sample to show your customer base. Um yeah, That's good advice. So many pieces. Yeah. Um, something I did not know about was that the um that was that the Kickstarter payout time is about is um fourteen days after your campaign closes. And then if something goes wrong it takes longer. So I actually just got the money in um two days ago. And but luckily, all of my manufacturers were trusting enough to actually begin the, the printing process because I had calculated all my delivery dates based on the fact that I would be getting the money shortly after the campaign. So that's something to consider as well when you're creating a campaign. Something else to factor in, you have to remember you're losing about 10% to Kickstarter. Uh, so Kickstarter takes their cut, right? And then you're also... The, you know, between production costs and shipping costs of actually getting the deck shipped out to you. Um, there's there's a lot of hidden costs that people don't realize are there. There's all the marketing that I paid for and all of that. Um, at the end of the day, I'm actually getting less than half of what has come in as profit that is mine. And I'm taking all of that and reinvesting it back into my business at this point. So, um you know, so people wow. see all these big numbers, but you have, you have to, you, you really have to remember that. Something else to factor in when you're launching a Kickstarter campaign is that people are not charged on their cards until the very end of the campaign, which means mm. that you have people whose budgets drop after it gets locked in. So, um, like, for example, there, there's actually about $7,000 that didn't go through on my Kickstarter campaign. Um, so, you know, things, just things that add up to factor in um, when you're doing this, like a lot of losses that not that people don't see. Um, I actually, I'm using a pre-order page through Backerkit for, um, for fulfillment. I have been told that Kickstarter literally just sends you an Excel spreadsheet that is a giant disaster, and that's what you're supposed to work with to be able to fulfill all your work. Yikes. So, uh, yeah, yikes, exactly. So I'm using Backerkit, and it costs me about a dollar per person who's pledged. But what it does is it allows me to, um, it, it just, they've built an entire system that's much easier to navigate. 
it can be a little confusing for backers. Um, there's been a lot of like question and answering and like a lot of moving parts and things I didn't realize were going to be difficult to translate over into backer kit. Um, like the print selection process, for example, has been interesting to navigate. So there's a lot of things I have learned and would do differently next time. But now that I understand the setup for it, I know exactly how I should build it next time. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's a lot of, there's so many moving parts to it. Um, and it is, you know, I thought I was going to click launch and then, you know, answer a few comments, answer a few questions, that was going to be it. I wasn't expecting the fact that this literally turned into a full-time job for an entire month of just answering people's questions and navigating through the everything, every other piece of it, you know, and all my stretch goals got unlocked so fast that I was just like racing to get the, uh, to get the files up and to show people what the stretch goals were. And it, yeah, so just, just a lot of things to consider. Um, I highly, highly recommend if you're going to have stretch goals on a campaign that you do not put them all up at once right at the start. I would highly recommend mm. you put your first one or two goals. And once you've hit them, you know, and you can see the pace at which it's growing, you can actually change the numbers on your other goals that you've kind of had set so that it, okay, so that it matches up more with the workflow and the process of, um, what you're able to accomplish in that time period, right? Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so much going on when it came to that. Wow. So there, there is a lot to it. And, you know, what's interesting is you keep saying, I know what to do the next time, the next time. So what's next? And what do you, where do you go from octopuses or octopi or octopodies? Well, I am I actually am doing a colored version of the deck. I'm doing a second edition. Mm. Um, that's the, that's the next one. Is I'm going to be create um, and I've now that I've realized that this is such like um, an effective way for me to make a living off of my artwork and to be able to actually grow it and make it accessible to people and just um, yes. feel like I'm doing a good thing for the world through it at the same time simultaneously. I've got like lots of plans for future decks I want to create um, and all of that. Um, I think I'm actually also going to play around with creating decks specifically that are playing cards and not a tarot deck that's translated into playing cards. I actually would like to create some playing card decks. And, um, yeah. you know, there's some, um, yeah. Um, so there definitely is a next time. Um, and I'm actually hoping sometime next year, to be able to launch the the colored version where I'm going to like digitally color every card. But the other piece of that is going to be that I'm going to take all of the backgrounds on all the cards and make them into one big picture. So the cards actually fit together. Um, so mm. that's going to be fun. That's a great idea. So I love be, that. Second, yeah, so it's going to be such a second edition of the octopus tarot. It's going to be the color edition. Um, and that one will go through Kickstarter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that could become a uh, if you if you put it on a spread cloth, that could become like a a spread cloth for for it maybe. 
uh, for readers. I don't know. I, I just, uh, bags, you know, all these ideas are popping in my head, you know, what I would do with, you know, all that uh, fabulous looking art. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, you know, I mean, my God, just tarotguild.com and type in um, – just type in octopus in the search thing and you can uh, see, you know, uh, versions of the uh, cards and stuff like that. And, um, and of course you can go and check out the Kickstarter campaign, kickstarter.com. Just put in octopus tarot. Uh, I'm on there right now. 3,095 backers, over $200,000 pledged. You know, it's just phenomenal. Mary, my head spinning. (laughs) <laughs> I know, and I'm I'm thinking about what what Luna was saying. It's like okay, over three thousand backers who send Luna how many messages, how many questions, how many. <laughs> you like, need a, no wonder. You know that that's a good tip right there. Is, is that okay? You know, it, nothing might happen, or it might blow up where you're not counting uh, what's going to happen, like what happened with Luna, because it was her first thing. And, you know, you should have contingency plans. Okay, uh, I've got this person, this person, this person, this person, this person, you know, lined up to be my customer service. You you actually have to have a team, you know. (laughs) I, I had a shipping staff lined up, but I was not ready for the customer service. I do now have um, one, I do not, I do now have a staff that is, uh, she's taking care of a lot of the questions and messages that are coming in, um, so that I only have to deal with the things that aren't repetitive questions with answers that right. she's been provided with or that she can figure out on her own based off everything she knows about the project. Um, so, but, so I'm still dealing with a few, but it's, it's, it's reduced my time on a computer so much like it's absolutely insane um and it has been not in not just a time saver but it's such a big weight off your shoulders when you are not dealing with all of the questions and inquiries yeah yeah i bet you know and what what about the nuts and bolts of it just for you as an artist? You know, what, what medium did you work in to create this? Was it created digitally? Do you use a digital, you know, tablet? What, 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 how do you make this magic? It's all ballpoint pen. Ballpoint pen on, on paper, and I then I just edit you. it onto the book. I love you. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. That's a girl. That's a girl after my own heart right there. I love that. Ballpoint pen, people. Come on. That's talent. If oh, you my can do God. That that's that's with real talent. With a piece talent. of paper. Wow. <laughs> I'm blown away. I love that. Ballpoint I love that. Are, they're a great artistic exercise because you um, – because pretty much there's no going back, right, which means that yeah. – any- thing you put down you have to commit to which changes the art process because instead of putting something down and being like oh I don't like it I got to change it you're like oh I don't like it how do I make it work you know so it's, mm. uh, it's a whole other way of using your mind to create artwork when there is no backspace you know yeah yeah and, and that's great you know because look that's really interesting too because there's a lot of people 
that will just, you know, they'll have a, a little trash can next to them filled, <laughs> you know, of paper they crumpled up. It's like, no, I didn't mean to do that. Oops, no, I didn't mean to do that. But you're like, no, I'm going to follow it. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to make it work. And and that is a really fascinating um, approach to making art. Uh, I, had a, I had a friend, you know, many years ago who was a painter, and he did the most incredible thing with like canvases he would make a mistake on. He worked in oils, right? And he would just like leave it there, throw another canvas on top and like kind of, you'd have this layered canvas that had holes in it where you could see the previous canvas underneath, you know? And I, I always thought like, yeah, use your mistakes. You know, because those are those can be what what we call happy accidents, right? Where it's like, wow, I wouldn't even thought of intentionally doing that, but I'm glad it's there. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I'm actually a painter usually. This the mm-hmm. the the pen art is was actually new to me when I started this project. It was a new thing I was exploring. Um, so I'm at, painting is my medium. Um, so. A painted tarot deck is also in the cards for the future at some point, but that's just a much bigger awesome. undertaking. Um, yeah. Yeah. So your your yeah. investment, what would you what would you say your investment was before Kickstarter? Of like every you know you know, is there a monetary value you could put on like how much you invested into this project before uh, you put it? up on Kickstarter and, and all of that happened? Um, I definitely invested money into it, um, right? Like there were the samples to print um, and what else was it? I, I remember being like, putting out all of the expenses, but now they just feel really far away. Um, there's thousands of hours of work put into yeah. it for sure. Oh, right. All of the scanning, right? Because they're all originally hand-drawn. Um, and I get really high-end quality scans, which are not cheap, that's for sure. Um, and um, just like huge, huge time investment is mostly it. Um, but yeah, there were definitely, there was definitely a lot of financial investments as well, mostly when it came to actually samples and building the campaign, you know, and then like, um, I was um, purchasing some like mock-up, uh, some like mock-up type stuff to I could create um, some better mock-ups for the, um, for the campaign. There was my photographer and videographer that I paid to create um, all of the images that were posted on social media and all of the video content that was posted on social media. Um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just buying ballpoint pens. <laughs> Sorry? It wasn't just buying ballpoint pens. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, there's there's definitely an investment that goes into it. Um, but I feel like that's actually important because if you're not ready to invest in your art and prioritize it like that, then why should other people, right? So it's good. It, I, it's, I think it's a good practice to be able to believe you have a project that's worthy of investing into. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Hey, you know, since you've done so much octopus uh, research, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we have a question in the chat room from Jason, and he's just wondering, is there a link between spiders and octopuses? Because they have eight legs, too, sometimes, or all the time. I have no idea, really. Uh, I think those are totally unrelated. Um, I do, like, I actually have sat with, um, I, I, for some reason, they feel like there's something that should be tying them together, but it is literally just the eight, right? That's the only thing that that brings them together is that number. Um, Because insects obviously evolved entirely differently than cephalopods. Um, They are from that same worm three million years ago, but besides that, there's no there's there's no link evolutionary to spiders <laughs> although that's kind of a fun question maybe spiritually on an energetic level there might be more of a more of a tie there but uh biologically they're no, they're very not... very far apart okay okay you know yeah i think it i think it is the eight because again like you were saying they're so very different they're so fascinating and then you think like what what can you you know you know it's just our minds how they work it's like well okay spiders have eight legs too maybe they're cousins (laughs) but maybe not at the end of the day everything's so interconnected that you can find the links and relations between absolutely any two things if you're really looking for it Right. Um, yeah. That's 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 yeah. just the nature of existence is the level of interconnection. Um, but yeah, it is it is interesting how sometimes we we find those things, you know. Absolutely. Well, um, one thing that I wondered about too, look, looking at the deck, was there? You, you say the next one is going to be the colored version. Was there a reason the first one wasn't? There very much is a reason the first one was not the colored version. And that reason is because I spent three years just trying to get what were supposed to just be the sketches for the idea. And the, they were meant to be the rough draft, to be entirely honest. And after spending three years creating those, I was just like, there is no way this project is ever going to complete itself without some sort of support already. So I actually um, put out the idea of creating a black and white version with the holographic accents and people really loved the idea. So I was just like, okay, well, let's see how this one does. And if this one does really well, then I know it's worth it for me to go through and create the colored version. And it's just gonna create um, a wider customer base of people who really love the first deck and want the second edition as well, you know, and it's just going to reach different markets simultaneously because it's going to appeal to two, it's going to be two totally different aesthetics, right? Despite them being yeah. the same artwork generally, the, the overall aesthetic of the deck is going to be completely different. So, um, yeah, so it, that's just kind of how that happened was I, I just was, you know, barely scraping by, living the artist's life. And I realized, like, I had been pouring so many hours into this project, and it was so difficult for me to prioritize it with the, um, uh, with all the other projects I had to work on to be able to continue to sustain myself, that in order to justify 
dedicating that time to it, I needed to at least um, have something going for it. Yeah. You know, look, it's, I thought, all right, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking like, wow, okay, knowing nothing else about you, I'm thinking this is a pretty clever little chick here, okay, because she's doing the black and white thing, which is so hot hot in the tarot market the past couple of years you know we're seeing black and white decks you know done different ways sometimes more white than black sometimes more black than white whatever you know but that that aesthetic alone you couldn't you you couldn't come out at a better time with a deck like this i thought you were some sort of genius you know trending you know picking up on the trend like that and, and coming out with this and the fact that it happened organically. Wow. It's just like another sign. It, it was totally meant to happen. I actually didn't even know it was a trend until right this moment. <laughs> well, you know, there you go. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I, I, I create what I want to create. And then, yeah. you know, people like it or they don't. But at the end of the day, I'm going to – I. But that's how it has to be. If you were trying, as just as an artist, you're looking around and you see, okay, there's a trend going. Um, okay, I'm going to jump on that train and I'm going to make something. Well, that, that, that's not going to be inspired. I mean, that's just my feeling, right? Right. Yeah, and notice how it, when you go with uh, your passion versus thinking of the monetary and the business side of things, that, uh, you know, law of attraction, you know, the, the universe lines things up for you. Uh, Luna is calling back in uh, the the line dropped, and uh, I think she's coming back mm. on the board now. Uh, meanwhile, uh, let's take a short break. Why don't you let us know what's coming up on the network, and then we'll bring Luna back on and maybe take a phone call or two before the end of the show. Awesome. Yes. So this week on the Psychic Talk Radio Network, and we have some great shows coming up. Our next show, everybody, you got to tune in for this. Our, our next show is tomorrow, Sunday, November 28th, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's the Magic Universe show with your host, Sharona Rapsick, and she's having special guest Sasha Graham on to talk about her book, the magic of tarot. Maybe they'll talk about some of Sasha's decks out there too. That's going to be really exciting. And they're going to be doing uh, free tarot mini readings and open lines as well. And then after that, it's Cyber Monday on Monday, November 29th, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's the Wisdom of the Soul show with your host, Janice Fuchs. And that will be followed at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern with Spiritual Guidance Radio with your host, Angelic Channel and Healer, Catherine Hahn, who will also be taking calls and giving free on-air guidance. And then I'll be back next Saturday, December 4th, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern with There's a Rock for That. And I'm just going to do open lines also long with free crystal readings for any of my nice. callers. And we will have a featured stone, which will be mangano calcite. I just decided right now, just a second. Oh, That's wow. why it's not on the list. 
<laughs> and you can find all of our shows listed by going to psychictalk.net forward slash upcoming. Back to you, Dax. Awesome sauce. Oh, we have such great interviews. You know, um, actually, Sharona just did a walkthrough and review on video of uh, uh, the Darkwood Tarot by Sasha. And yeah. uh, you can find that on thetarotguild.com under videos. Go check that out in preparation for tomorrow's show. You, yeah, you can't miss tomorrow's show. And yet another fabulous author and deck creator. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, that's something we have to ask Luna. Companion book. We may have to get writers mm. uh, lined up lined up for her for her all our projects, you know, and uh, to write the books. <laughs> yes, because yes. that's add, added value, added value, more income. There you go. Think about that, Luna. Think about it. Uh, real quick before we uh, bring Luna back on, I want to mention that, of course, we you know we're in the midst of Black Friday through Cyber Monday uh, weekend here and. Of course, we always do some specials, and uh, you can find them on the Tarot Guild site. Just go to thetarotguild.com and look for the very first thing you're going to see pretty much is the black and blue Black Friday, Cyber Monday banner. Just click on that. It'll take you over to the post I did that explains it all. Basically, membership's a dollar a month. Uh, it's $12 for the year, so that works out to a dollar a month to join. And as a member, you have access to our premium membership group. Well, you have a lot of benefits, but uh, you have access to our premium membership group. And on that group, you're going to find some really great specials. Uh, for one thing, uh, I have my course, Tarot by the Numbers, my Tarot and Numerology course, uh, 74% off. That's right. Normally two hundred ninety seven dollars you can enroll for just seventy eight bucks. Where did I get that number from? Seventy eight. I don't know. Uh but <laughs> there there is a promo code on the private premium members group, so uh and a link that'll take you over to the uh course group and you just click subscribe, you put in the promo code and it'll discount it from two ninety seven down to seventy eight dollars. That's right. And uh you know, if you don't need a tarot slash numerology course because you're you've been a professional reader for thirty years, <laughs> we got a special for you. You can also uh get your CTR uh tarot reader certification for half off right now. It's just one payment of sixty seven. It's normally two payments of sixty seven just $67 right now you'll find that special also on the premium members group if you're already a member just go to the group you'll find it right at the top of the group there if you're not a member head over to uh, just you know click on uh, where it says uh, join the guild and uh, I also have my private readings on sale as well half off uh, whether you have private uh, I mean well it's a private reading. Uh, if you have uh, personal questions and or, say, coaching uh, for your tarot business or anything like that, uh, just as, as an example, uh, a 40-minute reading is uh, – and or coaching session is regularly $120, so it's just $60 right now. So you just contact me, and uh, if you need more information, go to my page, Dax dot the tarot guild .com, 
And, uh, you know, if you have questions about, uh, uh, you know, uh, time-wise and what it's going to cost and everything like that, and we'll get you all booked in there. So go over to thetarotguild.com and click on the black and blue Black Friday, Cyber Monday banner and get get on board with those specials. And it's going to run through, obviously, Cyber Monday uh, probably uh, till about Tuesday at midnight. Okay, let's see. I'm going to bring Luna back on here. Are you back, Luna? Yes, I am. Hi. Sorry about Hi. that. No, it happens, it happens all the to time. Us all it's, the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the switchboard here on Blog Talk. You know, we've been using Blog Talk for over 11 years, and it, it's uh, yeah, you know, technology. Uh, how about we take a phone call or two and see who's out there? Remember, you can ask Luna questions about her art. You can ask her about uh, you know publishing and. Uh, Kickstarter campaigns, anything like that. And uh, you can also ask uh, for a mini reading. We'll pull some cards here. I don't know if you want to pull cards too, Luna. You don't have to if you don't want to, but it's up to you. Um, I uh, Readings are one thing that I uh, am not comfortable yet giving them to other people. I love doing them for myself, mm-hmm. friends, and family, but that's about where it stops. So. Thank you, though. Well, no problem. perfect reason Mer- to be part of the Tarot Guild. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. We're going to get you all set up. That's, yeah, that's how I felt when I started, too. I was like, oh, do I really want to do public readings? Jeez, that's a lot of pressure. Exactly. But it's really not. <laughs> yeah, so it's Mary and I will pull it. It's not what I want to focus on. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're an artist. Yeah. There's, a, there's a difference, you know, exactly. and, and that's perfectly fine. Let's uh, yeah. <laughs> take a couple calls here, real quick, and and uh, and we'll get back with Luna, and and we'll wrap up here. Um, let's see who's been waiting the longest. Okay, I don't have an area code, but I'm just going to say, caller, caller, are you there? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller. I don't know. Hello. It sounds like it sounds like they're away from the phone. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go to the next one, and then we'll come back to them and see if they've picked up. So if you're listening now, uh, get ready. We're going to come back to you. Uh, meanwhile, we're going to go to 856. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? 856. Hi, it's Rose Maria from New Jersey. Hi, Rose Maria. How are Hi. you? Good. How are you doing Joy, today? Uh, doing a lot better. A few arguments and here and there, so I'm getting a little bit better. <laughs> oh my goodness! What do you want to? What do you want us to uh, take a look at today, or did you just want to talk about what's up? Uh, whatever we can get. Um, I'm not sure which way I'm going with a friend with business or anyway anywhere going back home. So whatever we can pick up, either working or traveling whatever hmm. but i like the cards different cards they're pretty aren't, aren't they <laughs> yeah mm. yeah more power to her <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> let's mm-hmm. see what's going on you know my initial impression right away i i i felt 
the travel aspect of it. And I'm, I'm getting all these five cards, which has changed. I'm really thinking that uh, there's some change afoot for you, and it looks like you might be, you know, balancing things a little bit here, especially financially. Um, but the Wheel of Fortune card shows up. So I think ultimately things are going to be working out and, you know, just the way you are envisioning them. Uh, it's just that it's going to require change. And you might not be quite ready for the change, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, and l- let's see what Mary's picking up here to add on to that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> It's a, it, it's kind of interesting. The feeling I get, you know, from these cards is um, you may be going through something right now where you feel like you're being pulled in different directions. There may be a sense of, like, uh, a lack of unity, okay? And the biggest message is coming through is this, is that guess what? It's not about being pulled in all those different directions. It's not about... Uh, where everybody else, you know, sees you going or wants you to go, the directions they want you to go in, you've got to honor yourself. You've got to be kind to yourself. You've got to show some generosity to yourself. Um, And then, you know, things are going to start moving for you. And I do think a move definitely is coming up. I've got the chariot card, but it's saying like first, you know, she, she's got to be able to shut out the noise and make sure that, you know, she's making the choice that, that is in alignment with her best interests and really what she wants for herself. So think of it as a gift to yourself. These these decisions coming up, whether they're about business, whether they're about moving, although I do think a move is is part of this. But yeah, you're the most important person in the equation. Okay, so that that's what I'm getting. That yeah, that's true. Awesome. Um, yeah, they want you to do it their way. And I hope that helps you yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, you got the drift. No, it's. <laughs> It's your way. How was your you Thanksgiving, gotta, you gotta Rose? Rose Maria, how was your Thanksgiving? Yeah. That was pretty good. Guess. How about you That's guys? That's good. Really yeah. great. Was, Having a great weekend. Mary had yummy stuff. <laughs> I wanted to be at your house with you and Perry and the dog. Yeah, Cajun fried turkey. That was that was good. We got our spice on. <laughs> Asian fried turkey. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for calling in, Rosemaria. Yeah. Awesome sauce. So let's uh, let's try that other line, the one that I don't have an area code for. You know, sometimes uh, uh, make their call. Sometimes people make their call private, and that puts up just a bunch of ones, or they're calling in via their Skype app, and that puts up a bunch of ones, or they're calling internationally. So uh, I don't know what's blocking this here, but let's see if they're ready. We're going to unmute them here. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, what's your name, hon? Where are you calling from? Hello? 
What's your name, hon? Where are you calling from? Can you hear me now? It's Veronica. Oh, Veronica. Veronica. Now I can hear you. Hi. Uh, how are you doing today? Good. Hi. What do you want to talk about? Well, well mm-hmm. what an interesting topic about the octopus. Oh, my God, man. You, y'all, y'all, like, I like the show. I do I do listen to y'all. I haven't called for a long time. Um, I have a question. Are you, are you able to do a tarot question? Yeah. Yep. Oh, What's your question? Thank you so much. I like to use the octopus deck. And my, my question is that, um, so I, I, I like somebody, right? He gave me all the signs. And then I don't know if he got, he's getting a little bit jealous because I have two other uh, gentlemen that are close to me, but I don't have, I don't have interest mm. in them like I do mm. the one that I like. They, they, they the know that. They, they're, they're just... Right. And he's worried about your male friends, basically? I, I Yeah. So I want to know if he still likes me. Does, does, does the gentleman with the letter D, does he still like me? Is he upset? Mm. What are you getting, What are you getting, man? What am I getting? Hmm. What am I getting? Does he still like you? Like, like, like you? Not just sort of like you? Oh, okay. So check it out. He still likes you. He's a little bit confused about things. And his confusion has caused this sort of, um, you know, it feels like we're in limbo a little bit, you know. And really, it's on him. He He needs... You know, we get the ace of wands here. So he needs to just, you know, do something about it. Communicate. Let you know how he feels. Um, Because, look, you're allowed to have friends that are men. And if he feels a bit um, confused by that or a little insecure, maybe a little insecure about that, he, you know, it's not going to happen unless he moves past it and says, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to let her know how I feel, see if I can get this party started, right? I end with the Ten of Cups. I mean, wouldn't we all like a Ten of Cups situation where we're sitting there with the with the little, mm-hmm. you know, couple with the rainbow over <laughs> our heads and all the love, you know? But, you know, he he's he's got to, like, do something to make this happen. What are you getting, Dax? Oh, the the exact same thing. I, I'm just I I don't really even need to add much here. I'm just gonna say, you know, you got that last card, uh my last card, Knight of Cups. It just says it all. Ah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There you go, Veronica. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Looking good. So does he make the move? That's stuff I want to know. Does he make the move? Does he make the move? Well, you know, I think that there's a good chance of it. I think that that's mm-hmm. going to take a little bit of time. He's got to, like, get past that that hanged man seven of cups kind of energy. Um, but, yeah, when I get the ten of cups in the outcome position and Dax gets the knight of cups in the outcome position, that's a great, you know, because the knight of cups, it's like following your heart. So 
yeah, I think he can he can work past that and and make the move. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's a little delayed with the with the hanged man energy and the in the seven of cups. So I I think we're talking like maybe past the holidays or right around that time. You know, towards the end of mm-hmm. the end of the year, beginning of the new year is when I would put that for him, like kind of stepping out and saying, like, okay, let's spark this up. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, what, when I pull a, a card on that, I get the uh, the King of Wands, and you know, that's the mm-hmm. fire energy, and, and you know, he's ready to go. It, it, even the way he's depicted in the Wade Smith version of the deck. Um, you know he he's at the edge of his seat uh, on the throne. He's ready to go. I think he's just waiting for some kind of impetus, some kind of um, sign or something. He's ready to go. He's ready to follow his passion, which is, you know, seeing what develops with you. That's nice. I think Thank he you will. That's that's awesome. good. That's good news. Happy holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye, Veronica. Thanks for the call. And that's it. Uh, so we are at the end of the show. This was great, Luna. I mean, just the information alone uh, in the discussion, there's like so much juicy information there for potential deck creators. <laughs> I love your idea. And octopus uh, lovers. And the octopus lover. I mean, we got so much information about octopi, <laughs> even though it's the wrong uh, term. I'm going to say octopi. <laughs> uh, but Luna, uh, it, your idea to document and, and turn, in, it, turn it into a, a course for creators is just absolutely what we need. We really need something like that. So brilliant stuff. Yeah, I just realized with the amount of people that were reaching out that that's probably what makes the most sense. You know, it's obviously I figured something out that people are struggling to navigate. So, um, yeah, so yeah, you know, just help other creators out as much as they can. And we can Aww, help you with that. That's and we can, cool. We <laughs> will help, uh, you know, get that out there and, and so forth. And, uh, uh, we could do, uh, we could do like a mini workshop discussion or something and promote your course, you know, to our members as well. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff we can do. Yeah. It's not going to be soon. Right. But uh, definitely maybe right, right. sometime next year. The next project. Or I, I would yeah. say in about a year or so, it's more when I'm going to be looking at creating this. So yeah, lots, nice. lots of long-term projects here. <laughs> well, thanks awesome. for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Okay. Going to say goodbye to everyone here. And thanks for listening. And uh, enjoy the rest of the holiday and the weekend. Thanks, Mary. Bye, Luna. Bye, Mary. Bye, Dad. Bye, Bye, Luna. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye, everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.